Good evening, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, your host of 3P Ball. And we're going to cover the quarterfinals with my two special guests, Ali and half of Akmal, AK. What up, guys? What's up? What's up? Hey. All right, so they're joining me on the pod, which means they lost their respective matchups. Uh, Akmal faced uh, Byron, and he lost... They lost 5-4, and Ali faced Jin and lost 7-2. So we're going to break down the matchup, get their thoughts of the season, and more. And uh, just like last week, I'll kind of go uh, one at a time or or swing back and forth with you two. So I'll, I'll start with the closer of the two. Um, and I say closer, it was 5-4. Uh, lost Byron beat Akmal, and when I say close, uh, I'm gonna look at the categories. Byron beat Akmal by 42 points, uh, 36 boards, five blocks, and 10 turnovers. Akmal, what do you? What is uh your commentary on that matchup? Look, I firstly want to congratulate those who are in, in the semis. Um, I also want to congratulate Ali for having an amazing week 22 kickoff. Not necessarily it'll help, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, all-star performance. Um, <clears throat> coming back to our matchup with Byron, look, I think we were in the running till Saturday. Um, both my partner, um, Bimal, and, and myself we were monitoring it very closely. And I think as soon as the, the dominoes fell, Porzingis was out, Aiton was out. Um, I mean, Luca was injured like for the past two weeks. That's when I think it hit us hard that we are like six or seven games behind and pretty close in boards and pretty close in um, in points. So it's going to be a tough matchup. And then that's really where our strategy was to just try to bench our players. And um, in hindsight, actually nothing would have worked. We We had a couple of different options we explored. Eventually went with one that was probably the least successful option. But I think what gives me peace is that none of the three options would have led to um, a winning outcome. So it is what it is. You got to roll with the punches. No, that's fair. No, uh, you guys had a tough hand. Like you said, eight now. Kuzma, I think you guys lost a game there. Porzingis was out. Um, yeah, Kuzma was dead all then, week. And then Doncic. I mean, you don't recover from losing Doncic. That is your 40 points right there. Yeah. Um that's that's tough. But going further back from the quarterfinals, the first half, you guys were five, four, and one. The second half, you guys were two, seven, and one. And then you carried on with a first round exit. What happened yeah. in the second half? So I think um <clears throat> I know Vimo had a had a particular perspective. Mine's slightly different. But his thought was um our wins really picked up near the end of the first half. And that allowed us to get into a really good groove. Things sort of fell off um, once we couldn't adjust to AD's injury. I think for me, I was actually looking at our stats. And what I noticed was um, first five weeks was sort of a mixed bag. Um, kind of like Vimal said, it really shot off in week four, I think. And until week 15, we were solid. In fact, when Luke, uh, not Lucas, sorry, when AD was injured, was was when we turned the corner and became a playoff contender. 
and rose up to I think third place at one point. And and AD was injured all through that that um, point. Where we really kind of um, stumbled was the trade with Ali for uh, AD and uh, uh, Dinwiddie. That really just didn't work out. You know whether it would have worked the other way, I'm not sure, but I I don't think it just just worked. And two was the week with the trade deadline really killed us because Plumlee was was like crushing it until then, and his value mm. dropped to zero immediately. That's a good point. Plumlee was clutching for you guys the field goal, the rebounds. Yeah. It, it was like top ten in those two fields. I forgot about Plumlee. That was actually a gem. Yeah, um, and we made some silly drops lost. naturally that that we all know about. Um, looking back in hindsight, I mean blocks and steals. I was actually looking at it today, and I was like, "Crap, blocks and steals were our category." And I I don't think I it realized was. that. I don't think I I blocks maybe I didn't realize steals was our category. And I mean we dropped like Gary Trent, so no crap that wasn't coming back. Um, but we pivoted right. Field goal was was a punt for us, and that became like our our top strength in the second half. So. Um. Yeah, lots of good learning. How did How did you and Vimo uh, discuss playoffs? How what were like What was your communication structure? Since you guys are a two person league, well, how did that week look for you during the quarterfinals? Uh, honestly, I think the same as the rest of the season. Um, I think your podcast covering Byron really gave him an edge. He he just unlocked this like he just had this mental <laughs> unlock and and just. Just there was no going back. Um, Tyrone mode was unlocked. Um, but for Vimal and I, our cadence was the same. I think we made a couple of picks early on. We, I think, stumbled because we literally dropped Eason and Suggs was injured like 40 minutes later. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of pretty much a waste of a drop, right? Not that it would have saved us, but um, actually, looking back, Eason would have got us three blocks. So we, we may have, in some world, four forward. <laughs> Not sure what that would have changed. Actually, no, no, no. I take that back. That wouldn't have happened. Never mind. Um, but but yeah, it it just um, wasn't anything different from the rest of the season. Makes sense. Um, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm checking something right now. While I check, um, are you guys overall happy with the season? Disappointed? What were your thoughts? Going into the season, what was your goal and how do you guys feel? Yeah, look, um, many of you may not have thought this, but going into the season, I I personally did a lot of research and prep um, in drafting the team, which is why I was kind of shocked when everyone was like, it's a pretty mid team because I, I was feeling very strong about our team. And actually, again, looking back at the stats, like blocks, steals, I, th- I think our original buildup was pretty good, minus the, the AD injury and, and things falling down, but that is a risky take. Um, it was a great learning experience for me from, you know, just looking beyond stats, right, to news and other things. So overall, the joint venture was was a successful experiment. I think good learnings for me. I think good learnings for, for Vmall too, because we complemented our weaknesses, um, admittedly. Naturally, there were a few missteps, right? Dropping Lowry too early, dropping Gary Trent, um, Vimal actually said dropping Robinson, but I, I think Robinson's a waste. Um, the ace trade was a huge success. I mean, he was, he was, uh, very nicely swindled, um, to give us, um, Aiden at the right time, because that's when 80 died for us. Um, and then Ali's trade, like I said, I mean, it could have gone both ways. I don't think there's any regrets because we really wanted to 
you know, get away from the injuries. But like Buddy, Buddy was a complete fail. Fox was amazing. Fox was like top ten value, <laughs> and then Buddy was like I don't even know, like G League or something, man. Um, and then Kessler was probably everyone's regret this season of not holding on to Kessler, but you know, yeah, like fellow Kessler adder and dropper checking in as well. What a regret. Yeah. yeah. So overall, overall, great season. I mean, I was I was addicted to to fantasy. I'm looking forward to the next season already. I see you. I see you. Um, what needed to happen for you to be buying in a perfect world? What do you think would have changed it? If Ooh. Uh, barring anything, like I actually think just having Porzingis and Aiton would have got us across the line because Porzingis killed it last week. Um, this man had like four blocks in one game. Sabonis had four blocks in another game. Like he was on fire. Um, Aiden usually it, gives us one or two blocks. So I think we would have actually been over the, the hump on either uh, blocks or, or points. Uh, or actually boards. I think so. Or boards even. So um, yeah. I, I think I agree literally that's you, all we needed. Actually. If we had Luca, then it's not even a question. But I think yeah. um, those two alone would have would have made the difference. It's almost debatable. Even one of them alone on a three-game schedule could have made the difference. This is a bittersweet loss, or yeah. it's a tough loss for you guys because you, in a perfect world, you would have won. So, yeah. damn. Yeah, which is also right. no, 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 uh, no regrets. We kind of had our cards played by Saturday, so it was, it was too late to make major changes. <clears throat> so. Moving on, talking about, and I'll get back to you, AK, but, you know, talking about Perfect World, let's talk about the Avengers, or the Avengers, Ali. So, you got, you lost 7-2, and looking at the categories, yeah, there's no pass. <laughs> you don't pass. There was, like, no like, it wasn't even close. So I, I guess break down what happened, why it happened, how did your week look? What was so, your mind going into this week? <laughs> so the, the the easy cop out is that oh you know I had three first rounders essentially injured right Melo, KD, and Bron, but I felt like I had adjusted pretty well to at least being competitive without them with pickups. Most of my pickups performed pretty well. Um, one, Josh Richardson was absolutely terrible. He was going to be for steals, but he had exactly zero steals in three or four games last week. So just the worst pickup oh. I've ever had. Uh, and, Holy and this crap. Is coming, this is coming off of a week where he had two games of four steals and he's averaging something over two steals a game. So I was like, this is a no-brainer. He's going to have both premium steals and, and no contest, he did, right? He so, did, just for context, he did five, one, and zero, eight, two, and four, Six, two, and two, no stocks in three games. Holy Just smokes. Absolute flop, right? But I, I think a couple things happened. So I had the, I guess, the misfortune of facing Jim back to back weeks. He was my last matchup of the regular season. And that matchup was actually much closer. If a couple things had gone my way, I only lost by about, was it 70 something points or 60 something points? and uh, two three-pointers, right? So a couple things going my way would have meant that I could have won that matchup. So that gave me some hope going into this week. And that hope was instantly obliterated by Jim, just annihilated. His team went ultra instinct this week. I don't understand. 
I had DeRozan and Levine dropping like 100 points in total in one game. I had Clay Thompson going off for 40 points and eight three-pointers and a half. It was just, it was insane. I've never seen anything like this. He had 106 threes in one game. He had 947 points. He had an insane amount of steals and all of this with lower turnovers and a higher shooting percentage. So there's just no contest that his team. It was a God week. Yeah, it It was was literally a God week. Insane. I I remember having a week or two like this earlier in the season, dropping over a hundred threes. And it was, you know, it feels really good when everything hits at the same time, but um, he just had it happen. And, and honestly, it probably was a waste because as, as you all saw, he, he flexed on me by not doing any pickups during the week at all. Beat me without pickups, beat me by benching players as well to win turnovers. Like it was just, it was a masterclass in, in a fantasy team coming together. And there isn't much I could have done. You know, there's a couple moves that I guess I regret. Um, I was going to pick up DeAnthony Melton, who had a six steal game. So, and, and I think like something like eight or, or whatnot in a week. So that could have swung the steals category my way. Obviously, keeping uh, Okogi uh, from the Suns, that would have probably won me the category and at least kept me close in blocks. But at the end of the day, it was, it was no contest, right? I was I was more or less just holding on for dear life on a couple of categories, and um, there's no way I was going to come back. And I think it, it, Jim's team really sort of exposed the, the weaknesses of my team, especially post-Mello, Ron, KB era, which was I, I had punted turnovers. I've always been a punt turnover. I just don't care for that category because it's so hard to control. I want to get the best players I can. But in that build, I also ended up punting field goal and free throws. So now I'm punting essentially three categories, all the efficiencies every week. I have to win five of the six, you know, counting categories. And, and that's hard, right? You know, when I had box, yeah. when I had uh, clay even, which was biggest regret of my life to get torched by clay in the playoffs and what I dropped in the beginning of the season. Um, you yeah. know, I win in three every week. So that was a no contest. Threes, points, rebounds w- would always be mine. And I just had to swing two of the other three categories my way. Um, but, you know, it, the, the team just fell apart and Vince team clicked at the right time. No, you summed it up. I, w- I was going to hit. Now, um, I guess... You um, you were game planning, obviously, with this week. What categories were you hoping to get over, Jen? So in the first half of the week, right, I had the edge on rebounds and assists. And uh, rebounds was the one that was a little closer. So I had Wendell Carter Jr. that I picked up right at 3 a.m. in the morning on Monday. I remember setting the alarm and uh, and my wife telling me, like, this is just a bad idea. What are you doing? <laughs> And then she asked me on Sunday if I won. And uh, of course, you know, we all know the answer for that. So that was a huge L to so take. But um, yeah, I think, you know, he, he was a good pickup, but he, he made sure that I won rebounds. And I was trying to be competitive in blocks and steals. I felt like if I can keep the turnovers, because I had less games and it was very close, I can win that category. I was going to win assists and probably win rebounds. And if I had steals and blocks go my way, I can just win these five like really grubby categories that no one cares about and uh, just squeak my way through. But, uh, you know, it got exposed when, for example, JJJ started off the week, two first two games, only one block combined. Next two games, eight blocks. So it's just, you can't can't plan for this. That that was obviously a factor in even being competitive. Makes sense. 
All right. Well, we kind of summarized those two matchups. I'll just kind of open floor it now. I guess, Akmal, you guys got some commentary through the league as a player. Do you think that title ended up being true? Or it was just circumstance and you guys felt like you belonged in the playoffs? Were you better than the NPC teams that didn't make the playoffs? 100%. I mean... Look, Ace has no idea what he was doing. Clearly, <laughs> this man, really, this man was desperate to trade for Robinson. Like, come on, I've had Robinson for two years now, and I can say he will never, never come out when it's needed. Um, so I, I think there were teams that were definitely better than. I, I would argue, I would argue, in in some weeks we would have actually beat your team, Ben. Um, I know that's a bold claim. Um, given we got eliminated, but I, I do think that that is true. There were a couple of teams, probably not impossible, but very hard to beat. Which I think one of which was Ali's. We never beat his team. Um, Shiroz's build, and then interestingly, Ace's build as well. Were three three teams that were tougher to beat. Um, Ace in the second half, and I think Jin now is just OP. But um, to answer your question. First half of the playoff week, definitely weren't imposters. Last two days, I mean, we, we got desolated. Um, and Byron just completely um, owned us. So, I mean, what can I say, right? I guess the, the outcome speaks for itself. Fair. Allie, um and, and before I go forward, I will say this. Akmal and Ali, your two teams, I rated very, very high. And also, I'm biased because I realized I'm very susceptible to both of your builds when, obviously, everything's... I mean, I'm going to look at it in an ideal setting, full healthy. I think Ali, full healthy, is the best team created. Uh, and Akmal, when you guys are fully healthy... You guys were unstoppable as well. I monitored those weeks that you guys all did, and I kept noticing Akmal beating me, Akmal beating me. So Akmal, Ali, and Jin, those three builds, I mean, Jin in his final Super Saiyan form is just insane. But you, both your teams, I rated really high. I didn't think you guys were playoff imposters. Um, to add to that. And then, I guess Ali, I would say... When, how did you or why did you stay motivated losing three three players? At that point, most people just check out. Like, the season's done. What do you even play? What, in, in what like, motivated of, you? I, I think it was a span of something like 24 or 36 hours where I got, in, you know, sequentially the news of each player. And, and Katie's angle was the worst. I was like, how does this happen? Just in practice, you roll your ankles and you're off for the rest of the season. Like, how does this make sense? It's like a meme at this point. So I, I was at first, I was initially like, okay, I give up. I, I'm going to change my name from Avengers to Avengers. I was like, this is over. And then ultimately, I was like, you know what? Like, if if I can just knock Jin out, because it was pretty obvious I was going to end up in the playoffs. And at that time, Jin's team, you know, hadn't gone Ultra Instinct yet. I'm like, this This would be my victory. Like, Ace getting ninth place. This would be like me winning the championship is doing the league a service and knocking Jin out. And I was like, it's possible based on our week 21 matchup. Um, so that's what kind of kept me motivated. It was just like this glimmer of hope of beating Jin. 
And then the other was just like, you know, I, I personally don't like it when others complain about injuries and everything and like, oh, you know, it, it's, I, I would have beat you if I had so-and-so. And it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, anyone has that. I just deal with the injuries and move on. So it's still fun. And I think Akash even said earlier that, um, you know, there is you're addicted to just the thrill of the game. I'm already looking forward to next season. I guess to answer that, are you guys both happy? Uh, like season's done. Uh, like, what are you guys gonna do with this free time <laughs> that you have unlocked? Same question. It's, it's gonna be bittersweet, man. I was already asking about what podcasts to listen to, so um, it's gonna take me a while. But uh, look, I got to start the research for next season. And it's true because no one's listening to this podcast, right? And that's what he said. Podcast is gonna be dormant until draft day. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I see. it's funny, my wife asked me the same thing. She's like, hey, you, you know, you're going to have some more free time. You can have some family time together or something. I was like, no, I got to hop on this podcast right now. So I guess <laughs> just continue. Right now, I'm focused on obliterating uh, Akmal in the fifth place game right now. I'm off to a very strong start. If I had this game on Sunday, I might have beat Jin. So it's uh oh shoot insight into the NPC bracket. Are you guys both actually paying attention to this? No waiver move, just start and that's it. Game we're, not, we're not allowed to make ma- waiver moves, right? I'm pretty sure we're not. No, no, no waiver yeah, moves yeah. are allowed. You can just start your players. That's it. It's yeah, completely so it. AI driven gameplay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think the only move I'm gonna make if for some reason Luca's uh, not injured halfway through the week is like put some other player on IL plus just just because <laughs> but I, I think I, I think Ali's gonna win this week like yeah, half I'm, just play, I'm just playing full Harry mode right now to set the lineup in the week and set it but yesterday what happened was I got four or five notifications from the app saying so-and-so just scored 30 points so-and-so just like you know had four steals and this and I'm like where were these notifications on Sunday like why am I getting these now <laughs> but when at the end of the night yeah. I, I looked at my stats and I was like what is going on here but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, Some... it's still fun following you know the matchups that are actually happening in the playoffs and and, and seeing how teams are maneuvering yeah. that happen. So jumping into the current matchups, one team you both guys get to say who do you want? Who do you want winning the championship out of the final four? Either yourself or Byron for me. Um, just because, you know, uh, for, for me personally, it's the, the definitely the lesser of all evils. Byron's not evil at all. So he's definitely like the, you know, the good, good. And you're, you're the chaos, right? You're the chaotic option to happen. Uh, but you, you two over Sherry, I think his ego would just, I, I can't even imagine that Cheryl's won back to back years. Uh, I, we would just need to start a new league up because that, that'd be the only way to hurt his ego. Um, and then, you know, Jin, as we know, is just the ultimate villain of the whole league, and, and you can't have that happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how uh, Ali said lesser of evils. He has, like, Byron, which is, like, the, you know, like, this, this non-controversial. And then he picks you, which is, like, the complete opposite, complete chaos. Um, my pick, uh, so Byron, uh, sorry, uh, Vimal's pick is, is Byron. Um, and, and to add to that, you know, the fact that we lost to Byron demonstrates his capabilities as a champion. Um, he also has been around for so long and never had a trophy. So I am also rooting for Byron. I think my, my next up would actually be Jin. 
Uh, I don't know if I can handle your chaos. Not that I'm psycho, <laughs> but whoever's psycho, I don't know if they can handle your chaos. And uh, and Sherry, he goes, just too risky. I don't think the league can handle that. Yeah, the world's not yeah, ready. Yeah, we're not ready for that. Man. The world's not ready. The world's not ready. Perfect scenario. Perfect scenario would be Sherls gets annihilated in the semifinals by Bayern. He's currently losing seven one, and I don't think yes, that's but just completely embarrassed by Bayern. And then at that point, it honestly doesn't matter all that much. Even if Jin wins, I'll, I'll live with it. But Sherls needs to get annihilated. He needs to be at all costs. Actually, actually, at all losing costs. in the semis would be amazing. Yeah. For uh, yeah, I agree with I agree with that. Yeah, his team is too Agreed. old. He just he just picked up Cat as well. Like it's just it's impossible. This man has zero injuries. He needs to feel the pain. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's year after year. It's Sherry Invitational, and this has to end. Bayern needs to end it. I agree. I agree. So you guys touched on lesser of the eagle, lesser of the evil, specifically with Sacco. As you know, it's been about a week, and our current Sacco title holder, Vicky, has this gone in action. He's gone. I don't know where his whereabouts are. Some say America, some say Iran, some say Canada. Who knows? AWOL. Um, he's AWOL. AWOL. He's literally missing. The Sacco site could not be handled. Um, what, what would you guys... I'll start with you, Ali. What would you say to Vahid uh, to get him back into this uh, into this league or to be a Sacco good sportsman? Because right yeah, now, he's, the, he's gone. The burning question behind all of this is, why so salty? Like, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this is part of sports. This is part of the course for Sacco. Everyone participated in this kind of just complete desolation and treatment of Sacco as like complete sewer scum. This comes with the party, right? It goes for on for weeks or months. And then I, I think Ace said it best, the only way to redeem yourself is just taking the Sacco punishment like a champ. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like respect plus, respect max in GTA. Um, you know, you no longer have that stain on you. You just have it on your resume and you move on. But, you know, what's happening right now with the AWOL is just making it 10, times worse. Like, everyone is just getting pent up with, okay, this has to be the punishment of all of these. <laughs> so, so, I guess I got your opinion. Do we reach out with, with the Olive Branch as friends, or do we double down? I've got a thought on that. As, as someone who really respects Sacco and as has been a Sacco champ uh, previously... <laughs> Um, um, I, I, all I'm going to say to me, hopefully you're listening to this podcast is, um, look, if, if you don't do it, it's gotta be ninth place. So he's just, he's just gotta, gotta take a bullet for you. And this guy's been celebrating, uh, as the, as the champion, just escaping Sacco. Um, but no, I think, I think Vahid was a good, you know, part of the, the league. Um, he was actually quite competitive. I'm pretty sure he kicked my butt a couple of times. Um, so I would love to have him back. You know, I think um, hopefully, hopefully he uh, he decides to join back. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I'd go the olive branch route, despite me coming off with the you know the, the roast in the beginning. Uh, he joined the league again. We'll all be friends, and then we're going to destroy you with this thing. Today's episode yep. was sponsored Bead. by Salt Bay. Salt Bay, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> 
Uh, in the event that he does not do Sacco, as we all know, part of the consequence is removal from the league. In that case, all eyes are on Akmal. Would Are you guys ready to demerge in that event? Yeah, I think Vahid's going to do Sacco. But um, if he doesn't, I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to demerge. But I also, and, and Vimal also did enjoy sort of the partnership, so would be also willing to continue, like, either way. Whatever's needed to keep the league Ooh. going, for sure. You guys are interested in uh, keeping the Akmal intact yeah. in the event that we have the same group. The, the ownership okay. structure might change. I might become a 51% owner. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stock buyback. Stock buyback. I see you. Stock option. You, you, you got a new... Uh, New vested amount. It's true. He's too busy to join the podcast. This is true. What is Vimal doing that he's too busy to be part of this wonderful podcast? Working. Shoot. <laughs> Fair. That's definitely more important. Oh, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say to our group that's listening, which is probably just Talal to Rosengen? <laughs> Actually, no. Byron listens too. Byron does listen. Byron listens. Byron, it's your Byron evolve. Byron evolve. It's the time to activate game. Tyrone. It's time. It's time to win it all. Um, what, one thing I wanted to touch on, I think you had it in some of your background questions that you shared with us, was any regrets on trades throughout the year, either completed or not pursued. Um, so I think definitely the the trade with Akmal, um, I'm, I'm happy with, even with AD sitting, you know, quite a few games here and there. Um, obviously, his value went up when LeBron got injured. But overall, I was happy with that trade. I, I think keeping Fox would have kept my original build more intact, right? The points, threes, um, steals, sort of uh, overload. But uh, it, he rounded out my team and played well when I had Melo. And obviously, you know, didn't even get a single game with KD in as well. But that would have been a, a great combination. But I, I actually severely regret the KD trade. It just, I got you know, a week and a half of KD. And uh, I would rather have kept Valanchunas. And even though Harrison Barnes eventually got dropped by Ace, he still worked for my team, having, you know, three, four point, uh, three-pointer games um, and just basically being points threes with a decent percentage worked on my build, maybe not so much Ace's go. So I, I definitely regretted that. And then the ultimate regret was the trade deadline week and day. Jin was hounding me, hounding me for KD. He was messaging me like two times for the last couple of days saying, hey, what about Levine? What about DeRozan? What about this? And I said no to every single one because this is just this thirst of having KD return like Thor and Avengers and Wakanda and just annihilate. I was like, no, I, I, I can't do this. And of course, you know, hindsight's 2020, but a week later, KD gets injured. Had I done that trade, I would have been, you know, sitting with Levine's 100-point week instead in this matchup with Jin and things kind of gone the other way. So I think that's a real short-term regret. And and of course, dropping play in the beginning of the season was consistently sitting and out and having terrible games. I was like, oh, this was a bad pick. And I got him so late as well and he's performing like a third rounder right now. So, um, you know, a couple things go my way. And, you know, even with the injuries that I experienced to top players, I, I still could have been competitive. Um, you know what's ironic? Out of the four players, LeBron, LaMelo, KD, and AD, AD ended up being the healthiest of the four. <laughs> that, is, that is actually that is mind-blowing. 
Like eighty and, ended up being knocked out of the four. And and to add to that, I think like when we were drafting, the big question was like, will AD be um, healthy? And the whole premise of the trade was to trade him away for for injury. And he, I mean, minus I think a couple of weeks that he sat out, he was pretty good in the second half. Yeah, it was so, only back to back. Yeah, we would have been uh, we would have been fine with with AD. I think I think that's probably one of our um, regrets looking back. Um, but it's it's hard to I mean that's more kind of hindsight driven right if AD was injured like mm-hmm. we would not be saying that. Um, it came to my attention that we decided to not do a trade with you Ben apparently which was yes. um, Kuzma for D'Lo and Kessler. That that's for sure right. is probably up on on the regret list now that I think about it. Um, and then I think just I think the big learning for me this season was being patient, having dropped like Larry's drop honestly I don't regret as much. Yeah, um, yeah, Gary Trent's. I think in hindsight, I regret a lot because because steals ended up being like a big category we rebuilt with um, with bolts. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot about that trade until Vimo reminded me. I did offer D'Lo and Kest, yeah. uh, uh, Kessler for Kuzma. I tough. like you, and, and I think all of us thought Kessler is just on a hot streak. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm just. It was really a D'Lo for Kuzma move, and. Uh, Kessler out of all three would have been the best player in the trade. That's crazy. Kuzma was just complete bust last three weeks. Yeah. And I think, you know, for for next year, uh, after I don't even know how many 10 plus years of doing fantasy, every year I'm I'm punt percentages and punt turnovers. I want to just do a different build. I'm just going to copy what Jin's done the last few years. Just make that annoying five four build and and then win it from there, right? But I I really do want to focus more on percentages next year because if you can consistently you know get over five hundred, you're pretty much guaranteed that category. Yeah. Free throws, you know, try to keep it to low turnovers. Uh, we'll see where that goes. And and I think the number one thing for me was again just just being a little more patient with proven commodities like Clay and, and other players. Um, and then uh, trying to stay away from folks that are a little more. Mellow. Damn it! The league is just getting better and better. This is horrible. This is horrible. I I don't want parity. I actually want two classes of players in this league: the haves and the have-nots. This is this is horrible. Nori, you still have ace this year too. It was Charles and everyone else competing for second place to test. This is true. This is very true. Yes, as long as ace is in the league, we're good. There's always two categories as long as ace is in the league. Yeah, Sacco, everyone else, turtles. That's true. That is true. All right, guys. I got nothing else. Thanks for hopping on the podcast. We Thanks got – um, yeah, um, I will probably do one episode near the end to recap the semis and the results on Sunday. And then next week, I'm going to commit to dropping a daily – on the final matchup. There is a bronze place matchup, but who cares about that? It's going to be the finals. And uh, that will be it for season one. Thank you all. Have a good night. See ya.